From Heller Consulting, I'm Kaya Swift, and you're listening to Connected Cause. This show is for leaders at nonprofits and education institutions who are curious about technology. We're bringing you guests from technology companies, nonprofits, and higher education institutions to find out what they're learning, what they're excited about, and how you can move your organization forward in today's digital age. My guest today is Mike Kirkpatrick. Mike is a principal consultant here at Heller Consulting, and he brings over 20 years of strategic and technical expertise to his work. Before joining Heller, Mike worked in both nonprofit and higher education roles, including the Canadian Cancer Society, where he led teams in marketing, fundraising, and digital. I wanted to talk to Mike today about digital technology tools and the strategies he recommends nonprofits adopt to go along with those tools. Okay, I'm thrilled today to welcome Mike Kirkpatrick. Thanks for having me, Kaya. To start, I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of background about what you do currently here at Heller and what you were doing prior to coming over to Heller Consulting. The focus I have is really on helping nonprofits select and utilize technology in a way that helps them maximize the return on their investment. Um, Certainly having a digital focus, I spend a lot of time on marketing automation and digital fundraising solutions, whether that's working through implementations around process development, training and staff enablement, and a lot on reporting and analytics so that uh, the tools can be measured. Uh, Also, I'm really involved on strategy projects, looking at developing overall technology roadmaps for organizations and other solution selections for fundraising, marketing, and and different point solutions. Before I came to Heller, I spent 15 years in the nonprofit sector with one of Canada's largest health nonprofits, where I held leadership positions in digital and marketing, and that included over 10 years leading a team that had uh, Luminate Online, supporting some large peer-to-peer events and all of our digital fundraising initiatives. I also spent five years recently working in digital marketing in the higher education space with a focus on student recruitment. Very cool. Well, I'm so excited to have you and I'm excited to talk about all things digital and digital strategy today. So to kick off our conversation, I wanted to level set a bit and start with some definitions of digital technology or the digital tools out there right now. What would you say are the big categories of tools that fall under the umbrella of digital engagement? So there are a number of different tools that I would classify as digital engagement. And the biggest one for me is marketing automation. And the cornerstone of of automation really is email, which remains the number one channel tried and true for many years, but still important today. Managing email was once all about managing lists and scheduling emails, but with automation, it's become so much more personal, both in content, but also in the timing to be relevant based on constituent triggers and the timing within the marketing cycle. Automation has also evolved to be multi or omni-channel, leveraging texting, messaging, and notifications. And I would include in this bucket conversational technology like chatbots, which can automate your inbound conversations and lower response times for individuals who are looking to engage with the organization. As a marketer at a nonprofit, looking at all of these different categories, all of these different tools, some of which are 
specific for nonprofits. Some of them are made for the for-profit world, but it can be adapted to nonprofits. It can sort of feel overwhelming, I think, at times that there are so many options out there. And feeling that pressure to keep up with the latest technology is something that nonprofits feel, but don't necessarily have the resources or the time to do. If a nonprofit marketing team or a digital team or a fundraising team knows that they want to upgrade their tools, where should they even begin? <laughs> what would you recommend as the starting point for them? Well, it's it's important to know that a lot of these tools have had years of development and a lot of sector input. So they do have some really solid processes and functionality. You also have years of experience in running your business the way you find it most effective. So you need to find a balance between the two and see how you can adopt some of the processes from the technology, but also find ways to fit your processes into the technology as well. It's a, it's really finding that right balance between the two that leads to a strategic implementation that's going to be right for your organization. I love that. That actually reminds me a lot of something that we often open our projects with, which is that as consultants coming in, we might be the experts on that particular technology, but our clients are the experts of their own organization. So they are yes. going to be the ones that know what has worked well in the past, what messages perform well, what type of channels work well. They are going to know that information because they are the experts of their or- own organization. And so that's a way that at Heller we view these projects as partnerships where we can bring that technical expertise, but the organization can bring the business process expertise. When we work on a technology roadmap or a solution selection project with our clients, our first step is usually to begin with a discovery. And for us, this looks like a loose interview or a discussion format, and we bring together individual stakeholders or teams to get underneath what's working and what's not working about the current state and what aspirations teams or individuals have for an improved future state. With the focus really being on the future, always be thinking about where you want to be going because it's too easy to get bogged down on what you're not happy with with your current technology. And there's three things that I would say should be the beginning of your starting point to start thinking about tools to consider. The first is goals, um, both at the strategic organizational level and also at the business unit level. What are your fundraising goals? What are your mission or advocacy goals that technology can play a role in supporting? Uh, Secondly, I would map out your current state. Doesn't require technology, just grab a pen and paper, make sure you know what you already have. And we come across a lot of scenarios where an organization may already have more than one solution for the same tool category. And those often happen because someone had an urgent need and they went out and grabbed a tool or they found that their IT department was overwhelmed and they wanted to fill the gap because they wanted to meet their revenue targets. So make sure you know what's out there. You may already have a solution that you're looking for. Um, And thirdly, I would document your requirements. And this could be a simple list of features, or it could be use cases where you think about who needs what and why for each scenario. And make sure you prioritize these to help you make choices later on when it comes time to select a tool. 
There are so many great solutions out there designed specifically for the nonprofit sector. Digital fundraising is a great example. Uh, some questions that you might want to ask yourself before you begin a tool search. Uh, which channels are you most dependent on for your current and planned fundraising revenue? You might rely heavily on membership revenue, peer-to-peer -peer events, or grants. Uh, there are tools that do all of these things really well. Some do all of them but don't always do each of them equally well. So make sure that you're finding tools that play to your strengths and your priority areas. Uh, what systems in your current state do you need your tools to integrate with? Do you have a platform solution like Salesforce or Microsoft Dynamics? Or do you have a collection of best-in-breed tools? Either way, think about the integrations and how data is going to talk between those systems. It's easy to forget that your constituents don't think of your organizations based around your departmental structure and your system design. They see you as one brand, one organization. So you need to be able to deliver experiences regardless of how many systems are underneath those that feel like one. Are you a multi-level or multi-affiliate organization? There are a lot of features for managing brand, messaging, permissions, and financials to consider. And how are you going to manage constituent data? You need to consider privacy compliance and how you're going to share data across systems and business units to provide the experience that your supporters expect. These are just a few questions that you should begin with before you even start researching your tools. We often advise our clients to look at digital tool implementations strategically. And you touched on this of having a goal in mind. Do you have any other advice for how you could approach an implementation effort from a strategic perspective? Absolutely. I, I think when we think about the definition of strategy, it often ends in something related to achieving a goal. And goals should be specific and measurable. So when thinking about implementing a digital tool, think first about how that tool contributes to achieving goals. As you plan a digital implementation, make sure that you have a measurement framework in place that ladders up to those higher level goals. And if you start by thinking through how you'll use your tools to measure activity and performance using the available reporting and dashboards that the tool provides, you can work this backwards into how you're, how you're going to organize your campaigns, your lists and your segments, the data points that you want to collect about each constituent, and then start building back up from that vantage point. This will help you look really critically at your data as you design your internal screens, your constituent experiences, system integrations, process flows, automations, and, and ultimately your reporting. The marketing role at nonprofits has become increasingly more strategic and where you're having to make these decisions that marry content strategy and technology and how you're going to get the right message to the right people at the right time. And that takes somebody that has a more strategic perspective. And I wanted to hear your, your thoughts on how you feel like the nonprofit marketer role has changed and what skills are needed right now for nonprofit marketers. It's a really good point to touch on, Kaya. The role of marketers continues to evolve and become increasingly more complex. Gone are the days when marketers are primarily focused on creative and messaging and developing commercials. Technology has transformed the marketing role in so many ways. It's not enough to say 
that a marketer has to be good at digital marketing because in today's world, all marketing is digital. Marketing professional still needs to be focused on brand, creative, and message development. But the canvas upon which these are applied is now so much more vast. One area would be channel and device sophistication. Broadcast, display, and print have been replaced with an unlimited array of options like email, search, social, digital display, mobile, and text, to name a few. And these are all delivered in such a personalized way now, uh, based on profile of your constituent, location, device type, and other rules-based optimizations. Marketing is so data-driven that marketers need to be comfortable thinking from a data perspective and how this is going to drive decision-making around testing, segmentation, building out automated communications, and reporting. And that leads into measurement. Um, Sophisticated attribution models exist to demonstrate return on investment, which continues to be under an increased pressure since everyone knows that everything is now measurable. Marketers need to understand how these different models work and when to use each in a particular scenario. And then compliance is an area where marketers are now on the front lines of ensuring that digital communications are compliant. Two big areas being privacy and accessibility. Requirements in these areas are further complicated by jurisdictional differences. And from a nonprofit perspective, let's not forget about the intersection of marketing and fundraising. I often have liked to think of fundraisers as marketers with a different name. Many of the aspects I've raised are relevant to fundraisers too as they look to grow their programs and drive revenue. Marketing teams have often played a complementary or supporting role in a fundraising organization, but particularly in smaller organizations, you'll find that fundraisers are stepping up to play a lead role in marketing and all that comes with it. I know for nonprofit marketers and fundraisers, they're looking ahead to the end of this year, the end of giving campaigns. As a nonprofit marketer, higher ed marketer, and technologist, what advice do you have for folks going into the very busy end of year giving season? I would like to say that it's important to not forget that giving remains a very personal activity and one that continues to be very emotionally driven. So starting with a message that resonates and that communicates a need, a need of your organization tied to your cause remains critical. This is still the foundation that will drive people to give. Then let the technology play a supporting role and not get in the way. Let it help ensure that the message reaches the right audience at that right moment and on the right channel for each member within your your audience group. Let the technology help you identify who has potential to give and help you follow up in a timely way and report on your results. That's how I see the two halves working together to help you drive some better end-of-year fundraising results. Well, Mike, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. If you're looking for more resources on nonprofit tech, be sure to check out the Heller website at teamheller.com. That's T-E-A-M-H-E-L-L-E-R.com.